0: welcome to episode three twenty of three twenty. I thought we said three nineteen last. We said three nineteen, but it was no, I'm not just excited that. It's but it is three twenty. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Because I said three twenty
1: episodes, we're getting closer to that three hundred and sixty-five number.
0: I know, and that is actually if you add in our bonus episodes, we're almost three forty. I think total. Wow. Sixty-five countries, about thirty-five thousand listens, and so we're we're proud of our little podcast. And today we have a super special guest. I have just met him uh, 15 minutes ago, maybe. But you all will probably know him. It is Dan Merchant, who is, from what I've heard, a fantastic filmmaker. And (laughs) that's what, you know, I'm going to have a little moment of transparency here. We are in the middle of our, well, past our summer series, but it's still summer here. Got on the big screen, and these are Ken's blockbusters. And this week it was... Lord save us from your followers. Tonight. Yep. And I was not here... Even though I wanted to be here because I hadn't seen the movie yet, but Ken has a special place in tomorrow's announcements, and so uh, these will already be passed by the time you hear them. But you may want to go back and check out our homepage of the Whole Life Church slash Live, and you can watch those announcements. They usually happen about two or three minutes into the. Uh,
2: Countdown.
1: (laughs) There you go. Into the
0: countdown. So, just in case you just. I'm a little
1: scared because at this point I haven't seen this. I (laughs) didn't even know I was. Whether my my name was being taken in vain in this. Well, you know,
0: that's part of the perks of getting to do the uh, weekly announcements, is, you know, we get a chance to play and have a little fun. And so. Just remember. We're going to be hanging out next week, aren't we? Yeah, well, <laughs> We, uh, we part- might be. <laughs> <laughs> we might be. So the, Dan, The
3: retreats are generally employees only? Is that yeah. that's <laughs> the way it works? It's staff only? Okay. Tread <laughs> knew- lightly, boys. Tread lightly. I, knew <laughs> I brought Dan for a reason.
0: Uh, he's going to be my attorney over here. <laughs> he's got it. He's got it. So, Dan, welcome to the podcast. Good day. Thank you. you. They, I'm great, it's great to be here
3: for uh, the, the unofficial 320. Maybe the number's closer to 340, but whatever it really is. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this is the one I'm supposed to be on.
0: Yeah, 320 weekly. And then the bonus, you know, those get sprinkled in little bits here and there. So we don't really count those except just that they're, you know, they're, they're a bonus. They're that's a bonus. It, yeah. And we've done more bonuses, I think, since Ken has been here than we did in the previous five years of the podcast before. <laughs> then, so, so many right? outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we had never...
1: professionals before. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we never turned on a chance to meet new people and try new things. And so because I actually haven't seen the movie, even though I've, I've read up on it a little bit, <laughs> I think I know what it's about, but I wanted to get, Ken, give us your synopsis of the movie in like, like if you were going to tell someone, why should you watch this movie and you only, it's like the elevator pitch, what would you tell them?
1: Because whether you're Christian or not Christian, it asks the important question of what's dividing us.
0: Mm. Stanley, same
2: Yes. Hey, I just have to say that this is uh, two weeks in a row for me on the podcast, which has never happened. I think it's my third appearance total on the church podcast, so I'm just happy to be here again. Don't get used to it, Stanley. Oh, no. <laughs> dang it. All right. I can't go for the three-peat next week. We'll Maybe. see. But, we'll see. Um, I wish I could reach the DVD because it has this, the uh, log line on it and I could just quote it <laughs> verbatim. But um, why but, the
1: gospel uh, <laughs> of love is dividing I, America. Yeah. That well, is,
2: um, I think that's what it is. So, yeah. in, in summary, I would say it's uh, the film is important in that it's an opportunity for us to, it's a disarming look at ourselves, is why I think it's so enjoyable and why it's so good to watch because you are. Kind of uh, you feel like Dan's on your side, but then he sucker punches you in the film with, with quite a few elements of like, oh, Dan, why do you have to be so truthful in this moment? <laughs> and so that's that's part of why I would say you need to see it no matter who you are, what side of the aisle you feel like you sit on. I think it's a, an important film for people to see.
0: Dan? were that, those fair?
3: That, those were fair. That's a funny that's a funny point because I feel like in watching it tonight and so I made the movie and uh you know the the crew and I you know starting in 2006 and finished it in oh nine, and it came out in theaters uh that fall and on DVD in spring 2010 and uh Watching it tonight, I feel like I punched myself in the face almost mm. as much as anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> on that. Going, oh yeah, right, I forgot about that part. Uh, but yeah, that that's it. It's it's asking, it, it's it's challenging the us versus them paradigm, um, which unfortunately, since I made the movie, uh, has you know Only gotten got worse. worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse and worse, mm-hmm. and 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 it's embarrassing, you know how how bad it is now. I think, and just how how. Um, how civil discourse has lost even the value. Like we can't even agree that it's that we don't even agree that, you know, if we could find civil discourse, that'd be a good thing. It's like, no, there's people that think there's no value to that. And this is how civilizations collapse. You know, (laughs) this is historically speaking, you know, this is what happens. And it's like, Oh wow. So it's been, it's a little, uh, it's, it was a little painful how prescient lots of the movie was and just how much, we traveled further down some of those roads of division. You show a clip in there
1: of uh, Meacham, the historian. Yeah. He's based out of Nashville. I think he's a Vanderbilt. Um, maybe okay. you're wrong about that. But anyway, you show a clip of him um, speaking. He talks about how if America—this is back in, I don't know what, 2006, 2007 when he does this speech. And he basically says if America keeps on the culture war the way it is, we are going to go to extremist— Places and and I, here we are. I, here I was, we are. Seeing behind you tonight when I watched it. And I, when I originally watched it, it was like, yeah, I agree with that. And then, you know, 12 years later, I'm like, wow, that man's a prophet. Cause I mean, it has, it has, as bad as it was in 2008 and 2009, it is ridiculously Cell phones worse today social
2: media have just amplified it to the extreme that's yeah. a
3: great point yeah
2: because it's like the bumper stickers that you're wearing in the film are now memes um yeah, because there's right. so many issues that are just like build up someone on the opposite end uh and that's where i like that quote that was in the film uh let me look at it, it was when both sides think that they're losing it's a recipe for extremism because oh, yeah that's that was it. the meacham that's quote it. oh that's mm-hmm. the meacham quote okay because yep. yep. I that was like whoa that one is exactly because both sides are saying they're over there doing this to us and they're over there and they're saying something that's not true on the other side as well and it's just both sides are just arguing with each other uh, over things that the other side maybe doesn't even agree with
3: oh it's true it was interesting too to see that that john stewart tucker carlson clip yeah. mm-hmm. you know from 04. it was an old clip at the time but it was like such or maybe it was 06, but it was such a good you know from the old crossfire show I yep. mean, mm-hmm. tucker carlson on cnn right. at the right. time right? right right and and then and then john stewart's like what you're doing is not honest it's just not honest and mm-hmm. here we are this many years later 15 16 years later He's the biggest star on Fox, and he's still not honest. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, well, this is how you push people's buttons. This is how you make money. This is how you do it, and he's still doing it. Yeah, and it, and it's the same shtick. It's the same act. Yeah. Oh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: painful to watch. And it's on, you know. And I think that's the important thing for me. One of the important things is it, it is it is a shtick for both sides. Yeah, mm-hmm. both sides of the argument. I mean, there are <laughs> just some actors that are better than others uh, at at. At creating that division, but it is—it's a shtick. It's—it's it's something that that uh, you know you—you you just think. Do you really believe everything that's coming out of your mouth, or are you just trying to to get pe- eyeballs on the television and, and increase your ratings and do
3: things like that? And, well, what, and what's really interesting, and I would I would say this would be a, This would be a fun survey for somebody to do. So, who's the opposite of Carlson? Bill Maher, would you say? I mean, is well, he? I
0: don't even know. Bill Maher is going to
3: have Well, that's done. just it. That's yeah. just this it. More I was I just going to say so you can measure the honesty based on has your team ever done anything? That you wish they wouldn't have her, you know. And Bill Maher is ripping the He's left, been getting, yeah. right, He's been left, killed. and center. Oh, yeah. I know. He's been I, know. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, it used to be right and center would kill him. Now all three are just piling on top of him every time. And I'm like, man, I enjoy him more. Oh, I than know. I am. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> and, this is great.
3: And it's because perhaps there's a, there's too much truth in it for people. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and it's, a, it's one thing to preach to the choir. That's an easy gig. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's an easy gig. And the choir got kind of big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And> right. It, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you a question. Everyone everyone agreed there was a gut punch. How long has it been since you've actually sat alone or with someone else and actually watched the movie? Oh, I, I was trying to
3: remember, but I, it's probably been, you know, probably eight years, 10 years, something so, like that. So
0: watching it tonight, you did, did the screening here at Whole Life Church. And how many people did we have? Anyone do a head count? Right around a hundred. Right around a hundred right people. Yeah. So you're sitting in a room with a hundred people. You haven't watched it in, in quite a few years. What was the biggest? Like everyone talked about, what was the biggest gut punch for Dan watching your own film and and knowing what everything that went in behind the scenes that nobody else knows, and what actually made you know didn't didn't fall on the cutting room floor, but made it to the actual film. What was the biggest gut punch? You know the, you know probably
3: the confession booth at Portland Gay Pride. You know, oh, yeah. is still among the biggest gut punches. T- Tony Campolo also tells a story. We call it Roger's story. That's what he calls it, uh, about a kid who was a, a, a gay fellow classmate uh, at his 1950s West Philadelphia high school who is, is rid- ridiculed and tortured by fellow high school students who takes his own life. And Tony confesses to not, I didn't stand up for him. You know, I wasn't a Christian because he, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't friends with him. I didn't, I didn't stand up for him. Uh, and those were always the biggest gut punches, and they still are. They still are. They still are. And then um, I think the other thing too that was interesting that, the, and I felt better about it a little bit. It's like uh, after I finished making "Lord Save Us." I remember telling my wife, it's like, gosh, I think we I might have to do a doc on racial reconciliation next. And I remember her saying, Yeah, we can't afford that That's- right now. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's, so, let's hold off. So I ended up going to the sci-fi channel and killing zombies on Z Nation for five seasons. And it's like, okay, all right, now I can go back on <laughs> some other stuff. But 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 those elements, those, those. elements of the show when I guess it had to do with like Hurricane Katrina and and the, the the only racism stuff that we kind of covered in general, we covered the general issues, but just looking at that Katrina segment where there's a lot of, you know, people would say judgment over, you know, God sent the hurricane to yeah. smash that terrible, all those bad people down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you New know, you always, you always hear that and it's, like, oh, New Orleans, sinful New Orleans. And, you know, somebody's saying, well... The French Quarter, kind of known for that's where the partying happens. That didn't get yeah, nailed. They did pretty well out of it. Yeah, they did else. fine. Yeah, everybody <laughs> else, you know, in Biloxi, what they do, yeah. you know, if it's sinful, New Orleans is why God sent it. God's aim is crummy. What's that all about? <laughs> yeah. You know, so those things were were really fascinating, and I I I heard that this time as racism. I heard that this time as gotcha. What are you guys saying? Because yeah. it's poor black people in Biloxi that got mainly nailed, yeah, of course. you know? And so what are you saying? You know, what are you guys saying? Seriously? You know? And, and I remember at the time going, Oh, that's a dumb thing to say. That's bad. The is bad. Theology is probably where I'm mostly centered on it today. I went, you racist, you know, that's where I went. And I'm like, Oh, so I feel like in the in the, the that that gut punch mm. is wasn't there before in the same way for me which is my own issue.
1: So if you were going back and redoing that would you add a little bit more of the racial element to it if you were you know redoing it because you said you you kind of left some of that on the cutting room floor because I mean there's only so many place directions you can focus yeah. a documentary and, and and I thought you had a very clear direction in it but looking back now with uh, with uh, the racial reckoning that's really kind of going on in this country would would that be something that you might spend a little Pro- bit more time probably. on?
3: probably and I think I was a little more hopeful at the time because you know Obama had just been elected. Yeah. And um True. and it felt like um uh, there was a lot of people that were you know of all races, colors and creeds that were excited about that and happy about that and I took that as oh wow this we are making progress. This this things are getting better. And instead, it's like, whatever. They bit their lip for eight years. And, you know, the movie covers a lot of territory in 100 minutes. and um, And, you know, that was... I, I think those are just things that based on this cultural moment, I would, I would have made the movie a little bit differently because, you know, yeah, in, but I totally, I, it really makes sense. Cause like that was
1: right there in 2008, Obama was, had just been reelected and there was a lot of people who said, Oh, look, racism is dead in the United States. Look, we, sure. we have a black president. Clearly racism is everything's over with great and, everything's fine. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it's, it really, isn't. <laughs> it I'm really a, isn't I'm
3: afraid it's not. Yeah. Well, and it's, probably we wouldn't have had a certain president at 45 if not for a black president. I mean, it was like people had to go, eh, we're going to suck it up. Uh, turns out, pendulum. turns out people aren't progressing. It's they, we're just going to be quiet until someone gives us permission to go back to our worst instincts. And that's sort of what happened. I would argue. I was, I was going to say the one part of the film that I felt like,
2: man, it would have sounded really different today was the whole battle cry perspective of the pastor was it i'm trying to describe how it would be so different but i feel like he was much more sure of his position of like uh or the phrase of i'm gonna love them but i don't like their lifestyle is almost something you don't hear anymore yeah right because it like it's still it's just still not a nice, loving the person it's still a yeah. nice
3: way of saying yeah i don't love you and i'm not gonna try yeah, yeah.
2: and that was one <laughs> thing that like I was like, oh wow, yeah, no one would say it this way anymore, I don't think on camera. Well, and I least. don't
3: think even even though I don't feel like he was being particularly genuine in the moment to say we went to San Francisco and we were super surprised to find people were offended that we yeah. stood on the city hall steps and said, you know, we just love you, Jesus loves you, and it's like to not understand they were doing political theater and to to feign that he they did not know, what San Francisco yeah. what You're gonna be upset it's like, that's yeah it was absurd
2: it was like while I was watching it too I was like is he the bad guy in this story <laughs> <laughs> well and that's that's funny
3: because yeah. it's funny I watched that too because I remember you know letting let I mean I just interviewed him I, yeah, I yeah. that's one of the things that we tried really hard to do with this movie was to not tell you what to think I yeah. mean I I it's like you can go that confession sure. booth was a stupid idea. You shouldn't have done that because here's what God says. Well, you work that out with God, I guess, yourself. Or you shouldn't have done this, or you shouldn't have done that. And then, so in that case, it would have been really easy to just turn the camera on and go, "Here's why you're a bad guy," you know. And I didn't. I just tell me why you did that, and he tells me, and I'm like, "You're either lying to me, or you're too dumb to be leading people." <laughs> you know, one or the <laughs> other pick, pick which one pick it ones. is, yeah. you yeah. know, neither is a fine choice, but it was yeah. fascinating. And, and I don't know, it's, that was a fascinating thing. So that, but you're right. That's that, that yeah. segment, that segment like, people we've moved past that because yeah. I don't think somebody could today go, Oh, I didn't understand San Francisco was the most liberal place in America. Right.
2: right. And then like, I was thinking back to when I had watched it, I wasn't thinking these, these Christians are crazy or they're bad or they're, they're actually being bigoted because his responses like on paper you'd be like, "Oh okay, you know, he's being pretty, you know, like open. Like of course they can be there too to protest us." But then watching it today I was like, "Man, what? So dis- just disingenuous <laughs> the whole time." I remember
3: time. I remember asking him and and I don't remember why it's not in the movie now. It might have just been an editing thing or maybe it was even after the camera turned off. Um but I remember asking him, I just have a question. So you, you're to San Francisco. Thousands of, of kids come from, I think, all over the state, but they could have been come from all over the West. Why didn't you go to the Tenderloin and feed the homeless if you wanted to show the love of Jesus? Why did you feel like you had to go to the city hall steps and put on a show? Why didn't you do this or this or this? So here's some things that Jesus did. Why not imitate those things? Because Jesus didn't go around. I mean, it's like the Al Franken jokes in the show. Hey, I'm Jesus. I did that. That blind guy, he's not blind anymore. That was me. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's kind of how we do Christianity, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and and so that. That was a that was a thing where and and I think his answer was and it probably was after the camera turned off but it was like oh yeah that would we yeah, we could have done that that would have been a good idea maybe we'll do that another time well I think all the the answer to the question is in the
1: name I mean he knows yeah it's called battle na- cry it's called battle cry yeah. I mean I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't think exactly <laughs> yeah I mean when you when you and that's a line in my sermon that I'll be giving is you know but when you when you wage war what do you think is going to happen yeah. Wait, I mean, war is about carnage. It's not about lifting people up. And when you start using those kind of terms, it's a battle. It's a fight. It's blah blah blah. You know. Well, what do you think? What comes out of battles and what comes out of fights? A lot of hurt, maimed, and hurt people. Um, yeah. yeah. And and I think Christianity would do well to um to to think a little bit less of this being um a war with other human beings Mm. and and more of of loving other human beings, making it, you know, and caring about others and and is there is there a war going on in the world? Yeah, there is. But is it a war that's going to be won by us pummeling the other side? Or is it a war that's going to be won by loving the other side? You know, it, it stands to reason that Christ was nailed to a cross and that was the win.
0: Yeah, yeah, that yeah.
1: that was the win, and 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 it 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 kind of a little, it, well, not a little, it, a lot bothers me when as Christians you hear this. Well, we can't be stepped on, and our rights can't be taken away from us, and and
0: <laughs> what was the, the, what's the that? What's that thing Bible? about the cheek again? Yeah, what that was thing. that again? How's that, re- re- that go? I don't remember that part. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> me either.
2: How many what? rights were taken from Christ while while he was yeah. dragged to the cross?
1: Yeah, and and the, and that little part of the my kingdom is not of this earth. earth uh, yep. That little part mm-hmm. there that that, <laughs> right. that seems quit to quit making it complicated. Ken seems to make <laughs> seems to be somewhat evasive to us that that, that that because we're so busy building, we're so build busy building kingdoms here, and, and some of them are political. And if we're honest, if we all look in our lives, we'll see that we're building our own kingdoms. Yeah, and, for sure. And Amen. so it's easy to look at, at the people that annoy us that are building kingdoms. But, you know, we all we all could do with a little bit of introspection about even even, you know, even I think about like the feeding the homeless thing and and taking care and doing the things that Jesus did. Uh, how much of it is um, good PR for my church and how much of it is because I really think that's what Jesus <laughs> would be doing. Right. And it's the and that that's that's really my mission as opposed to getting attention and it's making this uncomfortable <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I know. well
3: that's what i hope the movie is yeah. and i think it was is that it's a mirror yeah the movie's a mirror yeah. and 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 kind of wherever you are you get to look and some people don't like looking in a mirror Right. Some people go, ah, no, I'm not going to. And then other people. And then you'll see different issues. We'll see the things that we're struggling with or where we fail.
0: I I hate looking in the mirror, but yet I know I need it. And actually, when it happens, it's not as bad as I thought. And only for the reason that I'll be super transparent here. I had a, a couple of weeks ago, we had Jordan Soliday on and him and I met for coffee downtown. And if you know anything about downtown Orlando, it's nearly impossible to find a place to park certainly not to find a place to park for free. <laughs> I end up, uh, we were at Crafton Common down off of 50 and uh, Orange Avenue, I'm, I was already late and he was late, but I was later than him. And I'm <laughs> circling the block looking for a place to park and I find a place and it's hot, cars don't have any AC. I get out, I'm trying to figure out the stupid meter and this guy comes up and he's pretty well-dressed and he's like, hey, could you buy me a meal? And I was like, no, I got no time. I'm like, I'm late, I got to go. I'm not, I'm just, no, can't do it and his head dropped oh. and he turned around and he walked back to his stuff and Randy didn't even phase him i'm here fighting <laughs> with my app i'm said a couple words that probably shouldn't be repeated <laughs> and i'm sweating and i'm mad and literally as soon as i got the text message that my parking meter had been fed until 1:31 p.m. and i had a moment to kind of garner my thoughts i was like uh holy spirit was like hey Hey fool, remember what you prayed uh, what you prayed for this morning? God, put somebody in my path that needs me today. Remember that one? Do you? Well, guess what you just did? I sent him to you. I sent him I to sent you. I sent him to you. Just like ser- you asked me to. <laughs> I served it with an easy volley. All you had to do was just hit it over the net. And so, I was like I walked over and I was just like swallow hard and I'm like, "Look, I'm sorry I was a jerk. I didn't it I'm I'm late and I, there's no excuse." I can't buy you a meal, but I am heading to an appointment. I'm like, if a cup of coffee and a breakfast sandwich, whatever they have to eat is okay, follow me. And so I got to know him. His name was Kareem. He was just living on the street for three days because his lost his job as an over-the-road truck driver because he wasn't getting paid. And he's like, I can't keep, I, you know, can't keep, and he's like, my truck is where I live. Hmm. So I don't have a place to stay, and he didn't, you know, he didn't look homeless. He didn't look, you know, dirty or disheveled or anything like that. And he's like, "But I'm, I'm hungry. I could really use a meal." And so, you know, we, I got there and just told Jordan, told Jordan, just hang out for a second. I, I, I got a new friend, Kareem, here. We got to take care of him. And, um, you know, he, he ordered the house, and I said, "That's good. Order whatever you want, because I'm feeling guilty, <laughs> and that's probably going to help you <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit for ignoring you." and uh prayed with him, and man, what a blessing hmm. in the midst of a really crappy week, all the way around, <laughs> everything right. else and that was honestly the best thing that happened to me all week yeah. and so the mirror we can't we can never just say like, "Well, just because it's hard, we shouldn't do it, or the reflection that we see Because it was pretty ugly, you know the, it was a glass door front I could see <laughs> and it was uh it wasn't real pretty as to yeah. what we had to look at, but you kind of mentioned that things that happened maybe after the camera. Was off, or maybe something that, no, not really sure. Maybe that just hit the cutting room floor. Maybe it, you know, decided it wasn't. Was there anything that you can remember from that time that, like, maybe didn't make the movie or uh, a story or something that just kind of almost encapsulates the process and, like, where you were at that time? Because I think it's, you know, as we grow, we find ourselves. Like, you wouldn't make the same film today just because you're a different person. That's true. And if, yeah. there was, if there was something about that time. Those are always the things that, like, pique my interest. Like, well, I, I know what he made for the movie, but, you know, but, uh, anything else interesting that went on? There?
3: Well, the, the story I told at the screening tonight and the first thing that came to mind and that kind of thing, somebody else asked something similar, was um, we had a civil rights activist and I guess he's a preacher and author and a guy named John Perkins uh, from Jackson, Mississippi. And he, he tells the story of a garbage strike. I want to say 67 or 68 in Jackson, where he, you know, leads the march and gets beat and taken to jail and gets, gets, gets pummeled, um, by the cops and, and him telling a very almost supernatural story of severe, severely being hurt in jail. And having to pray his way out of being consumed by hate for the men who were in the process of beating him. And the way he told the story, um, being a sci-fi fan and all that, it was almost like this creeping evil that it's like, it's okay. You can hate them. Look at this terrible thing they're doing. You can hate them. That's fine. And, and just to keep praying to keep that hate from enveloping him. That that was a he tells that story and again I don't remember why it's not in or how it's not in but I in the context of today that that would be in the movie today so
0: you met John Perkins yeah oh love is the final fight yeah John, John Perkins <laughs> I mean if anyone uh, if you. are Switch, I'm a huge Switchfoot fan And one of their songs uh, Love is a Final Fight Is uh, is all about John Perkins Oh really And so they go that. into Great detail In multiple different venues That I've seen them at About John Perkins And they've told That story And others mm. And it uh, that Yeah That's a Man that's That's that, it's powerful No
3: we spent a whole Afternoon with him And there's probably wow. Two hours of, of Footage And I should go Find that footage Because um, he's in the movies And he's got six or eight Or ten quotes in the movie Or something So he's got mm. a nice Presence in the film But, but considering all the stuff we talked about and you know some really powerful stuff like talking about you know talking about the pro-life movement um that he supports uh but he uh, his line is something to the effect of i just wish that the pro-life movement cared about the life after it entered this world yeah Mm -hmm. and because we don't no
0: yeah there's a ton. On both yeah, both sides. Perkins. Yeah. Perkins
3: has got yeah. a lot. That's great. Yeah,
0: that's great. Now, now I have to watch. movie. <laughs> actually, the name of the song is "This Is the Sound" by Switchfoot. Look it up. It's this really is the sound. Song. Okay, excellent. Yeah. It's Thank an excellent you. song. Maybe
1: yeah. you can link it in the podcast I notes. Will. Huh?
0: I will. That was that. Uh, that's just powerful because knowing that someone like you know he's he has this rich tapestry of a life and all of it in, like this is the final fight is love hmm. and when you know when that's what we I think that's. Maybe what we're talking about as far as all of this is that is the final fight because the only thing that can cure any of these things the fear that causes us to be like ooh i don't know about that kind of about that person ooh i don't know and yeah. you know all these things that we're so afraid of even as christians which is ridiculous when you think about it but it's really the fear that that drives it and love perfect love is the only thing that drives out fear coming right. from, from christ and that's right. so that's, uh, that's awesome it
3: seems like jesus explained all this it seems like seems it seems <laughs> like it seems like they wrote it down i think uh, yeah. i've read it at least yeah, once. I mean, good <laughs> i mean i always i was i was always amused by things like the um uh, you know, at the Last Supper, the last thing he says pretty much after this, is after Judas leaves, right? Yeah. And, and he's like, my paraphrase, okay, listen, knuckleheads, listen up. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go soon. But here's the filter that I want you to take everything and run it through love one another. Okay. Everybody got that? Repeat it after me. Love one another. Okay, Jesus, we got and I'm it. Like, where are you going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, so wait, we can't go with you? What? What? And, and it's like, so that's the filter. And it's like Jesus was explaining a different kind. We're all hung up on being right. It's like to love is right. It's a different kind of being right. It's the highest type of being so,
1: right. And just to add on to that, Dan, I just have to say that it's it's significant what else Jesus says. He says, love one another as I have loved you yeah thank you and, and that and I think what's so significant about that is he's saying this after washing all the disciples feet right even the one that was going to betray him I mean can you, can you imagine if Jesus lived the the kind of Christian life that a lot <laughs> of us I mean can you imagine I mean I'm calling you out
3: oh yeah you know, yeah, you, I, it, mean, that, I mean, I mean, wanna... i the scene the, the Last Supper would would play like uh, the Untouchables, yeah. Where uh, De Niro yeah. as Capone is walking around the, the table with a baseball yeah. bat, and Judas gets it in the back of the head, yep, that's yeah. Good. And I then mean, Jesus mm-hmm. sets everybody straight, yeah. and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and that be a lesson. Guys
1: quit arguing about who's best. I'm the best, and you know, <laughs> and, you, know I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, can't yeah, just imagine that. And that's that's to me, I think the thing that 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 I have to remind myself about. From when I'm driving on the highway on I four <laughs> to when I'm at home with my wife and my children, you know the the, the true you, the one that that's not in public, um, and it's it's a it's a great and easy thing for me to pick on certain political figures, certain. Uh, Celebrity figures and and whatever, but it's a a much more daunting task to look in the mirror in the morning and be honest about who I really am Mm. and who I really want to be and what it really means to, to love. Each person that comes through my day, including the the ones that that are on the television that drive me nuts, including the ones that I disagree with politically, including the ones that I disagree theologically, <laughs> um, include all those people. But to love them like Jesus loved them, like I said, very easy for me to go ahead and point fingers. Very hard to look in the mirror and go, "Yeah, Ken, you're not. You're pretty rough on." on some people that you think it's fair to be rough on because they're, they're mean and nasty people, but you're pretty rough on them. Do you really love them? Do you really care about them? I mean, and and if I'm honest, there's just, there's people that I just, I know the truth. If, if I saw that, (laughs) <laughs> that that they were in deep trouble I would be happy about it because I'm like yes this is the lord helping you find the truth of the nastiness that you've done to others and yes here we go and yet I I I have to tell myself that's not loving them the way that Jesus loved them and loves them so I think that's the difficulty, you know, of it all. Is that it's really easy to see the hatefulness in others, and it's a lot harder to, to just be truthful about the hatefulness
0: that's inside of me. So, Dan, I have a question. Yes, sir. Where do we find the DMP? The Dan Merchant paraphrase Bible. <laughs> oh. Where do we find it? oh, oh, oh! Because, because the, <laughs> K- nice. the, the KWP. Happens a lot <laughs> around here. And I think that I'm just guessing now, this is probably going to take 20. He may have to surpass Andy before we have the whole Bible. Done in KWP, but that DMP was straight up. That was that was that was right on. so I love it. I, I love just, it. Right thinking, on. Because as soon as you said you had me at knuckleheads, <laughs> that's, really where, that's really what you had me at. So. I've got the PG and the
3: R versions of that too. By the way, depending on what the audience needs. Oh Sometimes goodness. you need to hear it harsher. Uh, it. You know, I wrote the so I wrote a Lord Save us book that Thomas Nelson put out, and we put a uh, a comic in. Well, I wrote a comic book that's in there, and I want to say. I can't remember even exactly what it is but it's kind of like it's the beatitudes but done mm. you know done american style.
0: <laughs> is that something we can still get our hands on like Amazon or something?
1: Probably. If uh, if somebody were listening to this like in the next 10 minutes they could <laughs> plan on showing up to church on on Saturday here at Whole Life and we have some of those books uh, that uh, Dan scavenged from somewhere. But we do uh, – I don't know. We'll see whether there are any books left by the time Saturday's over or not. But you could Ooh. find those. And uh, DVDs, uh, I don't know. If you write to Dan, he can probably <laughs> – <Yes. laughs> I, I got some in the garage. He's That's awesome. the answer to that. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, don't I don't know. It's, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I did. I actually uh, – I purchased uh, Lord Save Us from uh, – from, I think I got it on Amazon – On Amazon Amazon Prime, Prime, I think I purchased it
0: from them. Well, I'm gonna have have to do it because, again, I looked it up just because I was like, it got down to Friday, and I really didn't think the these really cool announcements were going to take me that long, but I, I did them in After Effects. And You're building, Stanley, a, you're building a lot of hype, Randy, I, for these I knew announcements, it was take I'm excited. Randy. Stanley, yeah. I knew it
2: was going to take Randy this long. Stanley I saw him ahead. downloading the After Effects template, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> mm. It's <laughs> going to be a knows, long night. <laughs> Stanley knows my skill level
0: with After Effects, and it's very meager. Yeah. And so uh, it, did, uh, it did take longer. But, you know, so...
1: But hey, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, D- Dan's most recent project. Uh, That's coming up tomorrow, that, right? Y- yeah, yeah, we're doing that tomorrow at three. And tomorrow, for those of you who are listening, I guess is like not, in the right? past Do you know? time yeah. traveling. Um, no, because these oh, are because these are Pure right. flicks videos. We are not going to be able to live stream that. That's so. right. So that
0: will not be something... If you're not here, well, you're not going to be able to be here if you didn't know about it before this. Yeah, but, but, gonna be well, Wednesday. But, Wednesday. but we're going
1: to tell you how to do that, though. Oh, okay. But we okay. will tell you how to do that because you can still watch it. it. You're just not going to get to watch it with Dan. That's all. Well,
0: this might be the most important episode we have ever put out in all 320 where the show notes are going to be your absolute best friend and your ticket to everything Dan. <laughs> yeah, we uh, so <laughs> make sure you swipe up because everything will be there.
1: You know, I uh, so Dan's put out two new projects on Pureflix, and if you if you're not if you haven't if you've been like me I and mean been like oh Pureflix, mm. you didn't know about Pureflix. I knew about Pureflix, oh. and I was like, I'm not, I don't. You know, Pureflix has been upping their game in the last year or so. Um, they got the Chosen on there, which yeah. I love. That's yep. a good you guys choice, I yeah. love 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 that. Yep. And Dan, they, they went to Dan. They have had Dan produce two really amazing shows. Uh, one is called Local and Live, which is about a Christian radio station. and
3: mm. Actually, live and local. Lo- oh, sorry. I got it backwards <laughs> there.
1: So I will not be promoting very much anymore for Dan. So anyway, <laughs> but, And then the other one uh, is uh, um, Going Home. Did I get that one right? You did. I got that one right. That's correct.
3: So uh, tell, us, tell us about that, Dan. So, going home is a uh, is a is a drama about a hospice nurse uh, named Charlie Copeland, played by Cynthia Geary, who you may remember from um, CBS's hit show Northern Exposure oh, back yeah. in the day. So, love Northern Exposure. Yeah, so she's a wonderful, wonderful actress who. Uh, really just delivers. I mean, it's just, it's so, it was so exciting to work with her. She was wonderful. And, uh, cozy Zulsdorf plays uh, a character named Janie, who is the young protege who's it's her first day at the hospice. And so she's done nursing school and thinks that, that hospice care is where she wants to be. And, you know, gets in, you know, with this, all this bubbly energy and this enthusiasm of a, Hospice, you know, of you a, yeah, uh-huh, okay. of, a, of a, you know, <laughs> she's dedicated and excited and then realizes, oh, wow, this, this is, is this is hard. Ooh. Yeah, this is hard. And then the, uh, this, the, the first episode features, uh, uh, former NFL, uh, all pro Vernon Davis. Yeah. And, uh, wow. a terrific actor who uh, coincidentally played Moesha's dad back in the 90s. Um, On- uh, uh, William Allen Young is his name.
0: What was the... like? What not, show was that? Moesha, uh, which is on
3: CW or whatever it used to be. Wasn't that the name of the show? Yes, Moesha. Yeah, is the name of the yeah, show. Sure.
2: Yeah, that's right. Were they twins? Sister sister was the one yeah. with oh, twins. Oh, the twins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I mean I <laughs> Thank know Vernon <laughs>
0: Davis is. Yeah. the NFL was my ticket in. Yeah, to yeah, that yeah there you go.
3: All right, very so, good. So, and Vernon
1: Davis is is really amazing in that episode. Yeah, he's really? so good. Yeah, he's terrific. Yeah, yeah, he's
3: he's done a lot of a lot of stuff. It was neat to talk with him cuz his when he was playing with the 49ers, yeah. Yeah. he uh he was doing improv classes at night. Uh-huh. So it's like football star by day, improv comedy genius by night. Uh, but a terrific guy, great energy, and a good actor. You know, he's he's uh, he's really developed into an excellent actor and was able to do a lot. Did he add a little bit into
1: the that character at all with with his experience in the NFL? Because not to give away too much,
3: but the the character is a is a former NFL player. Yeah, he was. He was playing somebody kind of close to himself. It was funny because there's a weird little serendipity. Um, you know his his name came up and I knew who he was and had seen him you know doing guest spots on um, you know NFL today or whatever uh, through the years. but I thought, well, can he act? He's charismatic and he's handsome and he's got a big smile and he's he got a great voice, all these things, but can he act? I don't know. and uh, and we were talking to his, his agent and his agent said, oh well, he's in Mississippi right now uh, shooting a movie with Morgan Freeman. And I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I'm like, wait, in Mississippi because my first assistant director buddy jared is shooting a movie in mississippi with morgan freeman (laughs) and i'm like wait what so i called jared up and i go hey is are you is fernand davis on your movie yeah and i go what's the story and he goes oh he is dedicated he is hardcore he is really into it and i go well that's fantastic we're talking about getting him for going home and i go well what do you think and he goes well he's playing a zulu priest serial killer in this <laughs> so it's a bit of a but he's very good he's very convincing so and i go well he'd only have to play a version of himself you know as a as a former pro athlete or whatever so but uh, yeah the uh uh he he brought it you know, he brought it, and uh, he didn't really have to add anything to the script. It was all there. You yeah. know, we sort of had it full figured out, but he made it seem real, and just by showing up at six five and two thirty, yeah. uh, it's like okay, I'll believe that you you were it's a football player. Presence. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So so that was great. So that's the that's the first episode. We have Tom Skerritt, uh Ooh. is in the second episode, and he's fantastic, and that was really a thrill to work with him. He's still
0: kicking it, huh?
3: He is at eighty-nine.
0: I was gonna say he's got to be almost ninety. I mean, yep. he was in Top Gun thirty some years ago, and he wasn't a spring chicken then. No, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. he's always the
3: grizzled, you know, fifty-something yeah, yeah, yeah. guy back then. Exactly. Uh, so Scarret is tremendous. Um, anybody that knows uh, the Z Nation show that I did for five years, uh, in the third episode, uh, the guy who played Doc, guy named Russell Hodgkinson. Guest stars on uh, on Going Home, um, so that's one for the sci fi fans. I don't know where the Pure Flix Sci Fi Channel <laughs> Venn diagram overlaps or not, but for at those, Going
2: Home, at Going Home, yeah, for the, for those eight
3: people, it'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then we have a, a wonderful actor named Con- Conchetta Tomei Uh, who has been in our television sets for 40 years and you look at her at her resume it's like you know one episode of this one episode of that one episode of that China Beach 80 episodes you know one episode one episode one you know boom then the next you know 10 years later and on another series but just amazing professionals amazing thespians who when you give them a death scene you know you give them you give them heavy drama to do uh, it was just really neat to see Cynthia Geary work, especially with you know with Scarret and Conchetta Tomei, and and then and then one of my my personal favorites, and and she has a big arc through four of the six episodes, uh, is a wonderful actress named Charisma Carpenter from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. So she's been again in our TVs you know for thirty years, twenty five years, something like that, and um, and so she she plays uh, the lead characters. Uh, kind of estranged best friend from college, and turns out she's got cancer and has ended treatments and is going to be leaving the world soon. And so it's a it's a place to take the season where it gets personal for Charlie. She's used to walking mm. people home, but complete strangers, and so it adds this other interesting development when it's somebody that she's you know known and loved, and then kind of like as a stand-in for most of us, you know, broken relationships through our lives, and. What, what if we had that deathbed perspective now? How would we change? What decisions would we make? You know, would we make that call to our brother who we won't talk to because it's his fault and that's it and he, he deserves it? Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. Or I could call him and say I'm sorry and we could figure it out. And then I got 20 more years with him, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So these are
0: episodic in nature, both, right? Yeah. Both and are
3: six episodes, season one of of each.
0: Yeah. All, all in the can already? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. They're on the air. Uh, all the all six episodes of Going Home are available as of, you know, whatever we are now, middle of July. Number yeah. one show on Pure Flix, right? Yeah. It was the, it's the number one show on nice. Pure Flix. Yeah. yeah. So that's neat to be, you know, to have a show that, that, um, uh it's you know it's very it's a very faith forward show and it's but it's very direct and it's not I don't know it's not schmaltzy it's not It's
1: not it's not really preachy it,
3: it's it's um I was going to ask if schmaltzy was another
0: word for preachy That it's <laughs> not
3: but but there's it's not schmaltzy or preachy What's schmaltzy yeah. Schmaltzy
0: Schmaltzy Um Lowest oh. common denominator storytelling. Okay, I, I like the word. I'm just yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to use it correctly next time. Yeah. I drop it on someone. and be like, I got it from Dan. There, there you go.
1: <laughs> there. That's how I would define it. Yeah. Okay. You know, it was just yeah. It, 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 I really enjoyed it. I mean, I I've I've I watched the first episode of it, and I'm looking forward to watching some more. And um, it's it's a thought provoker because um, if uh, I'm. I'm guessing that probably most of the people who are listening to this podcast you have not been around too many people who are on their on their deathbed and unfortunately I've been around a few um, through the years as a pastor and and for me watching that first episode it was it wasn't it was intense because it was so realistic um just even the breathing patterns that, mm, that, yeah. that, that there were some little details in there that the, the coloration there's just anyway there's just a lot going on there and i know this sounds like maybe a little heavy but it's a topic that i think that we steer away from and, and it's not good that we steer away from it because as hospice talks about there's um and and dan b- brings out really well in the show um, there is such a thing as a good death. There's, you know, we tend to think of birth as being a good birth, and you know, being born is a good thing. Well, there's a way to die well as w- too, and the show really kind of hits on that. Hits on uh, there's a there's a line in the first episode where one of the characters doesn't want to let go of of the person who's who's um, uh, on their way towards uh, death, and uh, Cynthia's character. Uh, Charlie just says a just has a beautiful thing that she says to him about. He says, "Well, is it wrong for me to want my son to be healed?" And and she said, "No, but it. But you can wish for more. Yeah, you can get more." And I thought, I mean, I just it really rang true with me. And so I I hope people will will take a chance and and watch that. We're, um, you know, this this weekend uh, I know it's past, but we're we're. We're uh, teaming up with Dan to to promote uh, people getting Pureflix. I mean, if you're spending ten or twelve bucks in a month on Netflix, you know, another six or eight dollars a month on Pureflix is probably a good investment too. Make it an even twenty. Yeah, that's I, what that, I said. That's an even twenty. <laughs> whatever ten it and ten. Is. Yeah, and, 10 uh, and 10. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so we're doing some things to promote that right now, and uh, check those shows out on Pureflix. They're really, uh, you know, I have I'm looking forward to seeing the radio one. Um, having worked Has in radio, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, to it.
3: With the first the, the first three episodes are now up, and that one stars Dave Coulier from Full House as a radio veteran in a really small market at a morning Christian radio show. The station's called K-Hug, FM 109, K-Hug, K-Hug. K-Hug. always right. live
0: and local. Totally inoffensive to everyone. Always. <laughs> K-hug. In, in Orlando, we have Z88.3, safe for the little ears in the backseat. Well, it's
3: close. Yeah, it's pretty close. There you go. Exactly. So Dave Coulier's in that. And one of the fun things we do, it's it plays like a real morning radio show. So part of the show is on the air, and you've got kind of fixed cameras uh, that, that might, you know, the way ESPN or Howard Stern or some other radio on TV type show, you may have seen looks. And then, uh, and then when it goes to commercial break or when they play a song, then it flips to sort of a office style mockumentary behind the scenes, you know, a handheld camera and you know, it's, it's, here's what happens behind the scenes, but when they're off nice. the air and on the air and then, um, and then the third element that's kind of fun, it's fake show, real guests. So we oh, okay. have, uh, you know, Christian singer Colton Dixon, uh, is on the show that just premiered this week. Uh, Dallas Jenkins, uh, the creator oh, of the yeah. chosen oh, wow. is going to be yeah, on Dallas coming nice. up, um,
2: playing themselves, playing themselves. Yeah. They're yeah. just
3: interviewed by our fake hosts. Uh, we <laughs> had, uh, going back, you guys will know, uh, John Cooper from skillet, uh, yep. <laughs> was great. He was on, he's a madman. He was hilarious. Very funny. Uh, really a good guy. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else we had. So do you um, do you script those or do you? No, do that, they're just, just interview style. No, you we see. do that. We do it just like you really do it. In fact, my wife was the my wife Kara was the segment producer. So she would go through and do all wow. the research <laughs> and you know drop the cards. You know here the four questions for the hosts and and you know we throw them in and that was interesting because you know so Dave Coulier, Full House, Fuller House actor, stand up comic, very funny guy. Uh, His co-host is played by Emily Pendergrast, who was on Veep. If you guys have seen HBO's Veep, Mm -hmm. uh, she was on that for a couple seasons and very funny. And uh, she's a a Groundlings uh, main cast member, the L.A. Improv Group, right? So they're both used to being loose and on their feet. And then what was really fascinating was to throw them in with actual people to interview yeah and it's like well because they're not going to play along any more than what's on your car so that was a <laughs> that was an interesting thing for them that was like that was a pretty hard thing for them but it also made it feel very authentic that they were a local morning radio show <laughs> uh and so so that was really neat so that's that's a fun dynamic to the show leanne morgan was the other comedian okay. if you guys know her that uh, she was on and i mean really can a funny. radio
0: show not be funny i mean wkrp yeah. Right. And <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's the Phil Hartman? What was That was one, oh, of, News my, Radio. News Radio, one of my yep. favorite TV shows ever. Yeah. It has to be funny. Yeah, it's funny. This one This
3: one's a. I I like it. It's kind of a sweet show because it's about uh, we, one of the fun elements is a, is the new program director comes in inevitably the the what strikes fear into the heart of every morning host is no there's a new program director we're, yeah. we're all dead we're yeah. all fired so you know so you see the insecurities and the weaknesses of of this guy who's been number one in the market for 30 years but now there's a new guy in town and new, there's a new PD in town number one in the small market right? yeah number yeah. one yeah. in yeah. the small market number one in the
0: tri County area only one in the small market yeah <laughs> only no, only just about right Right, that's just
3: about right. Yeah, there are there, there is almost nobody live and local anymore. Exactly right. Uh, so that's fun. And then uh, and then so this new program director sort of takes a shine to the the co-host who nine years earlier was an intern who just got promoted in, and she hung on and did well enough, and now she's kind of like, all right, this mentor gave me my start, but. Let's get on with it already. Quit phoning it in, you know, kind of a thing. And so it's an interesting. So you get all the conflicts, and and I did a year of morning radio, so I've been inside of it uh, before. And and you know, there's a lot that that we pulled from, you know, the just the dynamic of it. So it's and it it's kind of a. I, I think it's a kind of a sleeper. It's kind of a gentle show, and it's ultimately very sweet because it's about people and how do you take care of each other. And I just want to know, do like you have that. a do you have a drive like a a, a traffic person
1: on there? Of course, excellent traffic and <laughs> weather
3: on the tens. Ken, <laughs> you didn't that's, call that's, Ken for that
0: role. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well,
1: no, I I'll tell you actually. Out of all the things I ever did in a radio, that was like. They put me in, a, in one of the traffic cars for one day. They never, never had again? me do that oh, again. It was no, it's awful, man. You're trying to drive and think at the same time. It's the worst. Chopper, Ken. Oh, you
0: man. weren't in a helicopter. Oh.
2: I thought they were always in a helicopter. No,
1: no not on Guam. <laughs> <laughs> it's that was the hilarious thing doing traffic on Guam. It's thirty by five. It's like because <laughs> that, I actually did Christian radio on Guam, and that, that was my big joke because I. I had no idea what i was doing I was brand new and we just had no no listeners to speak of it. it didn't feel like when we first started because we didn't do anything live and so i started doing a live morning drive and our show and uh so i got this kid who was driving across the island to go to school to call in when he got to school with his with his news re- with his drive, but just report. drive. we yeah. called it his last name was mahoney we called it moving mahoney and it was like oh man it was like one of my favorite stupid stupid say i like look back and i'm like oh my word i can't believe how no wonder <laughs> we got so much hate mail That's <laughs> 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 how you know you're doing something right That's sometimes
0: it. That's it. Well, hey, as we start to wrap it up, I think, you know, the if that uh, description of the last two shows wasn't enough to motivate you, you're not sitting across from Dan. He's motivating me. I'm going to go <laughs> home and I'm going to do it. <laughs> nice. And So anything we're doing that's pertaining to this weekend will be in the show notes. And if for some reason you have any problem connecting one way or the other, we'll we'll give you a link to Dan's stuff online. Uh, any social media whatever you whatever you people can find you and if you have any trouble you know you can reach us at 407-965-1607 voicemail or text and podcast at wholelife.church anything you want to add dan
3: you know i would only add that uh that uh, sony pictures bought pureflix oh okay and um, and so as part of that there's a a certain part of the faith and family catalog of sony picture stuff that's, really? that's now available on mm. there so you know helen mirren in the queen or cloudy with a chance of meatballs you know things like okay. that the chosen now um they're doing a lot of original programming um i'm working with rich peluso at affirm originals sony affirm originals um who made you know great movies like you know soul surfer or heaven is for real some of those some oh, of the yeah, projects okay. they did i recognize some and of yeah they're ac- excellent excellent films and um and and not schmaltzy Not work that in again (laughs) uh and uh and so it's neat so it's it's a much broader it's a much broader library and then they're they're green lighting projects like going home and live and local and they've got lots of new stuff coming so if you think you know what it is maybe come back and take a look at at pure flicks and i think it's you know it's it's evolving and you know there's always new stuff on there and you know the chosen is a is a wonderfully made show enough alone just I, to- it, it's it was funny i you know i'd been hearing about it and hearing about it and hearing about it and then it showed up on pureflix i'm like oh great i finally get to watch this and what was interesting was like oh it's it's blue bloods except for in you know i mean it was it's done it's, it's storytelling son. yeah it's old yeah it's exactly it's first century palestine but it's 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 the storytelling format was terrific and so tight and it's like it,
2: tv just like, the way yeah. we're
3: used to watching those kind of stories like uh, n- almost a procedural almost you know mm-hmm. yeah. so dallas and his team of you know they spent the money they raised the money they spent the money on it uh it's terrific storytelling uh and storytelling in a modern format, ancient Um. stories, but in a modern format. I just thought that was
0: genius. it's so simple. It was like genius. Without feeling modern. Like it doesn't feel like it's you know new age Jesus or something with exactly but it feels it feels authentic. Highly researched feeling. Yeah. I think that's probably yeah.
2: I was gonna say there'll be episodes where I'll be like, well this episode isn't so good. But every episode I get goosebumps at least once <laughs> whenever I watch that show I'll be like, Oh, this episode, whatever. And then it'll be like, Oh, this is actually how he did water to wine. And it was so-and-so that was actually there. And it's like, this huge, meaningful moment. And I'm like, Whoosh.
3: Oh, I, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I think I'm it's, like, it's really, it's really fun. So I'm proud that going home yeah. and live and local get to sit next to the, the chosen and cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I'll just
1: brag on you a little bit. Right. I, I think you're, you're, I think, Going home is actually doing even better than chosen on Pure Flix. Well, we are, their- we were number one. Yeah, <laughs> we
0: were
3: number one. So. We were new. We so were just, new too. Well, you know, but-, but let's not focus on that, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, that's right. That's right. We're well, taking that number one and running with it. Well, what was what was lovely and and really touching about uh, what people said uh, who watched it about uh, watched Going Home? Um, that it it was really t- coming out of the pandemic you know, people that know nurses and no doctors and no first responders and know people who who this is their calling, what they do, like they they thought they appreciated that it was done with authenticity and tenderness and that the show, while it could be considered some people like hospice i I don't know depressed it's like people say that it's beautiful people say that it's cathartic and somebody says oh yeah you'll like there's a facebook post somebody says something to the effect of oh yeah no no you'll you'll i watch with tissues you'll need your tissues (laughs) but but they're good tears they're good tears and i'm like oh what a good tears like a good death good tears so anyway so thank you ken i appreciate it i'm excited about I wanted to ask two
1: more, two questions. I know that, I don't know, you can make a bonus episode out of it if you want, but.
0: but. All right, so Ken has called an Audible and we are going to go into extra time, but we're going to do it in the form of a bonus. And we already talked about, like we've already done more bonuses. We're adding another one. So I'm uh, all
1: about the bonus, Randy. You are. All about the bonus. And
0: even though, and here's a little trick of the trade. We've already done the bonus we know. Oh, Randy, don't tell him that. Oh, (laughs) right, right. Oh, Oh, no, no. Yeah, well, see, then we gave away a secret. (laughs) So we're going to find out how Dan uh, met Ken. We're going to find out about what it's like behind the scenes on a set. And we're going to find out some really cool stuff about how being a Christian in Hollywood maybe isn't as bad as you think it is. It might even be better. So there's lots to look forward to in the bonus episode. So stay tuned for that. That will be in your feed on a Friday evening about 7 p.m. Eastern standard time. So that's going to do it for episode 320. Dan, thank you for joining us. Ken, you want to, you want to bring us out?
1: Yeah. I just say thanks again uh, to Dan for, for, for being here. Um, He certainly didn't have to do it (laughs) and uh, just, always appreciate a, uh, somebody that you can call up and say, Hey, would you do me a favor? And, <laughs> and they say, oh, okay, we can do that. So, uh, just thanks to you. And, uh, thanks Randy and, and Stanley. Uh, this is a late night. It's, uh, I'm looking at my clock. It's about 10:30 <laughs> on uh, Friday evening here. And, um, you guys go the extra mile too. So I just want to say a huge thanks to you guys. This is maybe
0: my pleasure. This one of the funnest episodes we've done in a while. So Dan, thank you. I uh, I enjoyed getting a chance to meet you on the podcast. Is there a better way to do it?
3: (laughs) I don't know if there is.
2: This is a pretty great great way. At least we should go on the street and just start meeting people. Me like. Take a seat. Let's let's learn about you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, couch on, the street, couch I think on it's, the street. I think it's the headphones. Maybe it's it the, headphones. the headphones.
3: It just creates this instant intimacy because it's yeah. like you're so close. To yeah, right. Ears. Exactly. Yeah. See, right. It's right. There. It's magic. <laughs> the magic of radio. It's not dead yet. It's just they just call it podcast now. <laughs> That's, That's
0: it. it. And when Randy whispers, you can. A little too well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks as always for listening. Send in any questions or any comments, anything you have to say. And if it's really important, we'll hit Dan up with it. But otherwise, you know, Ken and I will be back next week and, and we'll answer it. it. We'll take or care or we'll it. we'll
2: make up an and, answer maybe for
0: and maybe Stanley too. Hey, he got three and now he wants four. <laughs> yeah, boy, see? No, no. I'm, in I'm in the bonus. I'm in the bonus. I made, I made the third one. <laughs> hat trick, hat trick, pull me Actually,
2: I have never seen next week, so I'm, I'm out. And there's oh. no way I can talk about it. Oh. Well, I
0: haven't seen one of them yet before we've actually <laughs> fa- done so I can't watch next week. I'm going to have to go in blind again. All right. All right. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening and have a great week.